style icons. Welcome back to Life in Style with Brianna Cantor. That is me, but you can call me Brie, and thank you for being here today. I am so excited for today's episode because I'm going to be recapping my recent trip to Paris, which was my first time ever visiting that fashion city, and I had an amazing time, so I can't wait to share with you what I did, what I saw, what I ate, and what I shopped, or where I shopped. So, I am coming to you today from New Jersey. I'm still here. I'm really excited for next week's episode because I'll finally be back at my condo in Miami Beach. I haven't been there in quite some time, and I really miss it, and it's just so light in my condo, and I feel like I'm going to be able to really nail down the quality for this podcast there versus in my mom's basement in New Jersey with barking dogs upstairs. So bear with me if you hear some dogs, some people moving around. I am still learning how to do this thing called podcasting, but I really want to make it special and amazing for you guys. So with that being said, let's get right into it. So last weekend, I was in the beautiful city of Paris, France for the first time ever with one of my best friends. We flew out on Wednesday night and arrived early Thursday morning, which if you've never been to Europe or are traveling to Europe soon, I recommend taking, if you're on, you know, the East Coast, um, I flew out from New York, so if you are on the East Coast, I recommend flying out at night so that way you land in the morning in Europe. Uh, we landed around 6.35 in Paris because then you don't lose a whole day. You know, we were able to get there and just get right to it. So we landed around 6.30, got to the hotel, honestly, not until about 9.30 because there was so much traffic getting into the city of Paris from Charles de Gaulle Airport. So that was a little rough. But anyways, we got there still very early and ready to conquer the day. And we first dropped off our bags at our hotel, which was La Fantasie. I hope I'm saying that right. Or Fantasie. Whatever. Google it. It's a boutique hotel. I found it in a Condé Nast Traveler article. Highly recommended. And it did not disappoint. I love boutique hotels because typically they hire really talented or an up-and-coming artist or designer to work on the appearance and the overall aesthetic of the hotel. And that's what they did there. And visually, it was just the dreamiest place. It was quaint, not too large, not too many rooms. Our room had this stunning terrace that we could sit outside. Of course, we were only there a few days and it was my first time, so we didn't really utilize it. But next time I go back, I definitely will. And 
I mean, the colors of in inside the hotel were just magical greens and yellows and custom-made furniture, rose wallpaper. The whole thing looked like a fantasy, which I feel like that's what they were aiming for, considering the name. So, 10 out of 10 hotel. It was so well decorated, and the neighborhood was totally my vibe. It was set back from, you know, the Eiffel, the Louvre, all the fancy shops. It's about a 30 to 40 minute walk from all of that, which I'm a walker, so I was totally okay with. And it was in a neighborhood that really, to me, represented, you know, the West Village of New York City. It was it was very much that vibe. Very trendy, cool restaurants. Definitely a nighttime scene. The streets were definitely crowded at night with people coming to the restaurants, going to bars, etc. Young people, young atmosphere. So definitely recommend the hotel loved the neighborhood and the hotel was very close to Montmartre okay so I don't know if I'm gonna say any of these French names correctly during this podcast so just try to google as close as you can to anything I say and I hope that this podcast actually helps you with your Paris trip but I think it's spelled M-O-N-T-E-M-A-R-T-E. You probably see this neighborhood popping up all over your Instagram if you are targeted with Parisian European trip posts. So this neighborhood was very close, maybe two-minute drive from the hotel, definitely walking distance um, from La Fantasy, and... That was that worked out so well because that neighborhood was on our itinerary to visit, which I'm super glad we did because it was amazing. So overall, yes, I recommend this hotel. It's a little bit on the pricier side because it is a boutique hotel. It is five stars. Um, and if it's not in your budget, there are a million others that you can stay at. And I'm sure just being in Paris is, you know, a dream. So if you're not concerned about a crazy fancy hotel room, I totally get it. But I, this was my first time there. I love a bougie hotel. I love a well-decorated hotel because it inspires me as a designer. So that's why I chose this place. Something I've never done before on the first day landing at a destination, which I now 1 million percent recommend, is going to the spa. So, like I said, we got to the hotel around 9, 9.30. We ate breakfast there, got to drop our bags in the room because our room was actually ready, which was amazing. It's usually not ready that early. And then headed to the spa for, I booked an 11.30 appointment. So I saw on Instagram that Dior has or has a spa, multiple locations of spas in Paris. So I was just like, I have to go to the Dior spa because obviously I love fashion, I love style, I love luxury brands, and 
I want the Dior Spa experience. So I booked an appointment for a microabrasion facial treatment at the Plaza Athene location. Again, pronunciation is probably way off, but you'll find it on Google. Um, and this treatment did not disappoint. The First of all, we arrive and the spa was just... the again, visually dreamy. I mean, my eyes were just overwhelmed with the beauty I was seeing between the hotel and now this Dior spa. It was very light and airy and it had this beautiful fountain room where we could wait um, until we were ready to go for our treatment. Had these beautiful beds, bouquet furniture with Dior woven blankets on them. Just Everything about it was a total luxury and branded experience and smelled so good. The staff was so nice. So it, that was just beautiful to begin with. And then I go in for my facial. The bed was so comfortable. The room had its own changing room with a shower in it, beautiful Dior robe to wear, jewelry box so that way I didn't lose any of my jewelry when taking it off for my treatment. I mean, they just thought of everything. It was the best experience at a spa I've ever had. Um, and I, I mean, I don't go to the spa often. I get facials at a med spa typically, but I'm not a massage girly. My future husband, that's going to be his job. I mean, I don't just not about that life, <laughs> but definitely a facial girly with my sensitive acne-prone skin, and yeah, this was by far the best spa I've ever been to, and probably the best spa I will ever be <laughs> at. After my treatment, my skin was so glowy, so hydrated. I was fighting off a little bit of a breakout, which I still am, but it really helped expedite the healing of that breakout and during the whole trip I didn't even bother putting foundation on because my skin was so glowy and so beautiful. So that was another benefit to getting a facial right when I landed because then I just felt confident in my skin the whole entire trip. I felt, you know, when you have that glowy skin it makes you feel healthy, makes you feel good and yeah, I didn't even bother putting a stitch of foundation on the whole entire time. And in all of my pictures, too, my skin is just glowing. So I definitely recommend a post-flight facial, whether it's at the Dior Spa or not. Um, that will depend on where you are because they don't have locations in many places. But I do... So I they use all of these beautiful, amazing Dior skincare products on me, which are very luxury, very expensive. That was my first experience with their products, for skincare at least. They were amazing, but the serum I wanted to buy, I didn't buy it because it was so expensive, which obviously I should have expected for Dior, but I'll just put it on my my wish list, my manifest list, and maybe someday I'll 
or no, I'm going to switch, I'm going to switch that. Someday I will be able to buy the freaking expensive as shit Dior serum, but today is not the day. <laughs> the, the facial was enough. The facial was expensive, but worth it. My skin was glowing. Later that night, we had dinner at Kong. So this place I actually also found on no, not CN Traveler. I found it in a Vogue article. And if you are a Carrie Bradshaw, Sex in the City girly like me, you're going to like this one because this was the restaurant that Carrie Bradshaw met Alexander Petrovsky's ex-wife at in Paris when Alexander was being all flaky and then they broke up and then she got back together with Big. So once I read that, I knew I needed to go to this place because, first of all, it looked very cool and very trendy in the show, and second of all, I just want to be Carrie Bradshaw. I feel like I am her. She is just my girl. Um, so we went to Kong. I wasn't feeling that well stomach-wise, I think just from all the travel, the motion, my stomach was a little ill, so I wasn't able to eat all the food that I wanted, but from what I did eat, it was very good, and it had great views of the city. So I would recommend visiting Kong if you want a trendy, cool vibe, some great views of Paris, some sushi, and if you want to feel like Harry Bradshaw. So yeah, overall, first day in Paris, 10 out of 10 day, you know, landed, Went to our beautiful hotel, got a facial at the Dior Spa. We walked around after that, Champs-Élysées, visited some shops there, um, and then had this fabulous dinner at a Sex in the City spot. <laughs> um, another restaurant I want to highlight is the second night we had dinner at Market by Jean Georges or Jean Georges. Like I said, Google Market, Paris, you'll find it. That was also sushi, and it was very good. It was a modern place, um, very chill vibes. You can go very casual, or if you want to dress up, that's cool too. And I really loved the food there. Paris, I will say, you know, definitely do your food research, especially if you're like me and I don't eat meat. The city's very known for their amazing steaks and hamburgers um so definitely do your research for restaurants and that was just another one that stuck out to me as well as helmet new cake because that place had gluten-free pastries lots of vegan options too and if you don't know this i'm gluten-free plant-based all the things so that place was great as well but Overall, for my next trip, I definitely need to do some more research to find more restaurants that stick out as amazing to me. But we had good food, just just not, like, am amazing food. But that was okay because the fashion was amazing. So, anyways, aside from food, I want to hit on the museums we went to because this is very life and style oriented um on the last night we went to the lv dream museum louis vuitton dream 
it was spectacular, okay? It was huge, first of all. Super modern. Use of lots of technology. Very cool screens. And it highlighted some of Louis Vuitton's greatest collaborations throughout the years and the products that were made throughout those collaborations, such as the different trunks and iconic handbags. You know, many pieces of Virgil were on display. Um, Some of the earliest trunks, which if you aren't aware, Louis Vuitton started as a trunk maker, so that's why they're so incredible. Um, And the the museum hits on that early history. So seeing all those products, you know, even like when Marc Jacobs was uh, with Louis Vuitton, some of his pieces were there. It was just really like a great flashback. Very cool to see all those products in one place. And aside from the actual museum, there was a chocolate store in there where you could buy these Louis Vuitton chocolates that, you know, are in the shape of their different emblems and just different desserts. There's a whole cafe where you can go and have a coffee, have a pastry, all Louis Vuitton logo themed. Just a really well done museum. And that museum is actually free. All you have to do is go online and reserve your ticket, but it's totally free to attend, which is amazing. And aside from the cafe, aside from the chocolate store, there's also a gift shop with Louis Vuitton handbags, jewelry, different Louis Vuitton products, special products, all inside. It was very hard not to buy anything, but I had already spent my my limit on the trip, so I walked out without buying anything from the store, but I bought some little chocolates for some people, so that was cool. Um, And just, yeah, 10 out of 10 experience, so whether you like fashion or not, which if you're not, this podcast probably isn't for you, but whether you like it or not, just attend LV Dream, very cool free museum. We also attended the YSL Museum on the second day we were there, and I really loved that museum as well. It was filled with lots of history of YSL, the designer, how the brand started, showcasing different pieces, clothing pieces right there in the museum, and different video clips of the designer working, his runway shows, and a replica of his workspace so that was really cool to see and I mean I just think every creative person is just super messy in their workspace but it also looks really beautiful and that's what you got to see in this museum so that was super cool the museum also had a gift shop where I got a love book so the YSL he Mr. YSL he loved to draw the word love every year and he gave them as the drawings as gifts during the holiday season and he did this for quite so many years so I bought the love book that shows the love art that he made throughout the years and it's really cool and special to me I've lately just been really attracted to heart things like I have a heart necklace on right now let me see if I can show it to you 
replica of an expensive one, <laughs> but mine was pretty affordable. Um, and just the word love, I think, is I'm trying to attract love into my life, so I purchased that book for myself. And for that museum, you do have to buy tickets, but they were very affordable, I think $10, and you can purchase them online as well. I, again, recommend that museum. Another museum I wanted to go to, but unfortunately they were turning it over into new merchandise while we were there, <sighs> but it's okay, I'll be back, is the Dior Museum. So if you are going to Paris, make sure to research the Dior Museum if that, that sounds like something you're interested in and try to attend that museum as well. I'm really disappointed that you're no longer able to go into Coco Chanel's apartment in Paris. I know that was once a thing. So, Chanel, if you're listening, you gotta you gotta give us a little more Chanel in the city. I mean, you have your stores, but Coco deserves more than that. She is an icon. She's a legend, and I need a museum. I need. I want to see her apartment. I need more because maybe even a Chanel cafe, like that would be amazing because I really think Chanel should like run Paris. But anyways, as for shopping, okay, so Samaritaine, that is one of the largest department stores in Paris. It's owned by LVMH and I believe it opened in 1869, I have in my notes, that was incredible. It's an experience. It's a little overwhelming because it is so big, but it's filled with many, many brands. A lot of them you'll know already, but then there are some brands and products local to Paris or just European in general. So definitely check out that department store. It received a renovation a few years ago, so it's more so recently reopened and you should definitely check it out. I bought a really cute necklace there from a brand I didn't know. Um, my favorite store was Galleries Lafayette, the Champs-Elise location. There are a few locations in the city, but the Champs-Elise location just felt a little bit smaller, and I was just able to focus more in it because it wasn't as huge. And that's the thing, when stores are like overly big and there's just so much product in it, it's really hard for me to like narrow my focus and actually shop and make sure I'm buying things that I love and not just, oh, it's okay. So I loved that location. Definitely check it out. I bought a really cute outfit by Helmstead, um, which is a German brand that I haven't heard of before going to this store. And... They just had lots of really cute, trendy things. Um, price point, you know, higher. Definitely Samaritan, Galleries, Lafayette, um, and even Printemps. They're like luxury, more so department stores, so mid-tier and above. Um, but worth it. <laughs> That's what I tell myself. Just use some girl math and make the purchase. Um, and like, so I just mentioned Printemps, that's another department store to check out. Again, huge, a little bit overwhelming, but lots of fun, pretty things there, and 
all the high high-end designers or a lot of them at least have little boutiques in them as well so you'll see Gucci, Fendi Prada, you know all of those people inside of these department stores. Um, if you're looking for vintage shops, we did check out Opulence, one of their locations. I know they have a few locations. The one we went in was tiny. It was cute. There were some fun things. So I definitely recommend Opulence in Paris. And then another store I wanted to check out was Freepstar. I didn't get to it, but I heard that store is good for vintage finds as well. Um... Modes Paris, M-O-D-E-S, that's an easy one, <laughs> was a very cool boutique. Um, pieces from the Attico, uh, Balenciaga, just different cool designers. There's a StockX inside of it. You'll find all those things in there, and I thought it was a really well-curated, funky boutique. I really liked shopping in there, and the staff was really nice, so definitely check out modes um okay so one of the dior locations on montaigne m-o-n-t-a-i-g-n-e ab dirty montaigne has a cafe and a restaurant i wanted to eat in there so badly but we didn't get a chance to and this store like all together was just gorgeous i mean multi-floors it was huge light and airy beautiful beautiful pieces on display like I said they had a cafe the cafe looked amazing and so relaxing to sit in and they also had a full-blown restaurant so try to eat there if you're in Paris and then shop there as well because it was gorgeous and I wish I could have gotten that experience but there's always next time um all right so that takes me to the last little bit of this podcast, um, I want to hit on trends that I saw on the streets. So everything was very, very sparkly, which luckily I bought a, a silver sequin skirt with me to wear one of the nights and it looked fantastic. So lots of jewel embellishments, lots of sequins. Prada had very pretty, um, looked like crystals on a lot of the pieces the Skims Swarovski collaboration was on display, and there were a lot of ads about that all over the city. And overall, things were just very glitzy. Um, the Robin, Poco Robin, however you say it, collaboration with H&M was also widely advertised there. So there was a lot of sparkle, and I don't think it's going away. I mean, when I wore my sparkly skirt, I just felt fun and confident, and I stood out, and the lady, you know, people complimented me. So definitely add some sparkle to your wardrobe. Frost yourself. <laughs> um, and lots of over oversized blazers on women, which looked really cool. Really an understated look, you know, you just need an oversized blazer, maybe some baggy jeans is cool with it, maybe a stiletto or maybe a really cool sneaker and minimal makeup, you know, they're not really, I feel like fussy with makeup, they're just letting your true beauty shine, which I love. Um, and then as for landmarks, um, I took you know, a picture by the Eiffel Tower, 
which was great. Didn't go inside it or anything like that, but got my Eiffel Tower pick, and that was so cool to see up close like that. It really is a phenomenal structure. Um, we went at night as well, and it just it sparkles, you know, every hour, and that was so cool. I loved it. It just felt magical, and I can't wait to go back there with, like, my future husband. I feel like it's just that felt really romantic. So loved the Eiffel Tower. Got a picture by the Louvre. Didn't go in, but didn't, like, ne- not that I didn't want to. Paris is filled with so much art and art galleries and I just felt like that's a separate trip. Like, this was my first time in Paris. I only had a few days, and the Louvre is so big, and there's so many important pieces in it. I just said, you know what? It's really not important for me to go in it during this trip. I would rather save that for another trip where I have a little bit more time and maybe focus on art instead of, like, achieving an overview of the city, if that makes sense. So... Definitely went to the outside, though. Took a picture. Very cool structure. I mean, just gorgeous. And I can't wait to go in it someday. Um, And then another thing we did was walk along the scene, the infamous river there. And that was a beautiful walk. I definitely recommend that if, you know, you are walking around Paris a lot and going from one neighborhood to the other, try to walk along the water because it's always relaxing by the water puts you in a good mood and it's very beautiful to see and I love all the little bridges and stuff so that is pretty much it that is my overview of my Paris trip I had such a great time I can't wait to go back and if you're thinking about going yourself then take this as a sign to book the trip because you just got to do it. You just got to live. So anyways, today I'm wearing very comfy because (laughs) still recovering, but um, this is a sweatshirt by the Mayfair group. You've seen me wear them before. I love them. It's unisex. Justin Bieber has this sweatshirt, and this is the Angel Numbers you know, collection. I love it. I love the color blue. And then I'm pairing it with Joa Brown leggings, which are so buttery soft and so comfortable. And I love them. You need these leggings. They are so soft, so flattering, and so comfortable and so well made. So that's Joa Brown, J-O-A-H Brown. And then just like my Columbia socks that are like ratty and I need new ones. But I love the look of, um, you know, a slouchy sock over a legging and then a big sweatshirt. It's just fun and comfortable. It makes me feel cute too. And that's it. I think for next week's podcast, I'll be back in Miami. And I'm going to, I think, what I want to do is talk about my favorite menswear trends and brands to help out all the guys out there that need a little fashion (laughs) pick-me-up. Thanks for joining. I hope you have a very stylish, beautiful, amazing, happy, healthy day. And ciao for now.